My name is Modoni Maingi and I am your host on the Catalyst Spark. I needed to take time out because, yo, whoever has my voodoo doll, yeah, we need to chat. We, we need to chat. Um, you've been doing entirely too much. <laughs> entirely too much. I get it. I understand. You've also done a couple of nice things here and there, but can you stuff, if you have my voodoo doll, can you stuff more money in my bra and just take a break chill out stop with all the other stuff yeah because it's been a lot it's been a lot and you know we are at this middle-aged kind of stage of life that is awkward because you realize your youth is gone <laughs> and awkward because you realize you're not old enough to be called an old person yet but I like to claim being an old person. And so I took a year off because the person with my voodoo doll has been doing entirely too much and needs to stop. But also just to get a couple of things off my chest because I am over 35. And so therefore, you kind of need to always let things off your chest because you cannot afford. You, you, it's that age. You cannot afford to have anything weighing your titties down. Anyways, I am back. This platform is back. Um, as I've said, I gave it some thought. I rebranded to the Catalyst Sparks. And I don't know about you, but I just... I have been vegging out and watching a lot of content. One of the things that I watched um, this weekend was a movie called Nafsi, a Kenyan movie. And it's on Netflix. You should definitely check it out. It was a really good watch. Now, girl... <laughs> It really had me thinking about a quote by Oscar Wilde, which basically reads and says that it's ridiculous to separate people into good and evil. People are either charming or tedious. And I've always said this, that I would much rather that you are, you are a villain or were a villain and exciting than if you were just boring. And I kind of feel like that's, the thinking behind what um, Oscar Wilde was saying that and that, you know, if we're all adults now, we um, have our big girl panties on, we realize that people aren't, people aren't always one dimensional. People can be villains. Yes. Um, and some of you straight up are right. Like you are, yeah, some of you straight up are your mother, your, you know, all those things that are in black and white, that you're a villain, right? And then there's the rest of us who are just messy, yeah? Some people are just messy. And what I loved about this movie is that people were, oh my goodness, they were messy. <laughs> they were messy. Messy. One of them was a straight-up villain. Aisha, I'm looking at you. And there are going to be a couple of spoilers, so I suggest you switch off from this point onwards if you haven't watched this movie. But Aisha was a villain. Now, I love villains. Um, I enjoy them, especially in entertainment. I don't want to meet them. And if the person with my voodoo doll is a villain, but I don't think they are. I think they're just messy. Yes? <laughs> I don't want to meet them. Um, and I certainly do not want them to have my voodoo doll. And Aisha, Aisha was a villain. And then some of the characters were just shameless. 
and here I'm looking at you, Sebastian. You are shameless. And then there's the characters with no boundaries, Shiko and Biko. It's even rhyming. Like, both of your math was mathing as people with no boundaries. <laughs> and then there were the people who were just pushing boundaries, breaking everybody's boundaries. And that was definitely Clarence. So... Again, fair warning, if you haven't watched the movie, then this will have spoilers. Now, I like to believe that there are no good women under patriarchy and that everybody's lazy under capitalism. And what do I mean by this? When you watch this movie, there's, there's a lot going on that kind of falls into those principles. Now... We have our character Aisha and our character Shiko who really fall under those principles, yeah? <sighs> Shiko, Shiko, Shiko. Shiko, I feel like I feel like Shiko deserved the kind of person in her corner that was Jesus at the temple. Now, I'm a firm believer that corporal punishment needs to be brought back, but for adults. Because some adults, there's no other solution. You just need to be beaten. <laughs> and that is what Shiko is dealing with between being tossed um, to Aisha on one side and then Clarence on the other side. What she needed was for corporal punishment to be brought back. Um, the kind of Jesus she needed or the kind of God she needed by her side was the one who goes to the temple and whips people, Right? That's just how I felt about Shiko. But I also feel like Aisha was in that kind of situation where, as I've said, there are no good women in patriarchy. And so she was not a good teenager. She messed up, got pregnant, um, embarrassed her family. She was not a good wife because she couldn't have children. Um, she was not a good friend because... Under patriarchy, she prioritized um, this man that she was married to over her own friend. Her friend who sacrificed so much, sacrificed her body, her health to get pregnant so that they could have a baby because Aisha couldn't have a baby. Or rather at that, in the beginning of the movie, was struggling with getting a baby, right? And so that's the kind of person Aisha is. Not a good person because patriarchy. Now... All women are lazy, incompetent, less than, under capitalism and patriarchy. Now, hmm. without patriarchy, the devalu devaluing of women's labor would not exist. And without capitalism, the exploitation of this labor for little or no compensation would be non-existent. That is something that Jamie Kokonya, who's a campaigner, um, once wrote. And... When you're watching this movie and you're looking at what Aisha did to Shiko, she literally not only devalued her under patriarchy, but also devalued her under a very capitalist system where she paid her little to nothing. Actually, she paid her nothing. Um, she put her under this contract, as so tends to happen with a lot of us in really bad capitalism situations, right? Puts her under this contract that essentially and unfairly claims that even though 
they didn't want the baby at a later stage that they could essentially force Shiko into an abortion, which is wild. Um, but again, and I'll, and I'll repeat what Jamie wrote, which is that without patriarchy, the devaluing of women's labor would not exist. So devaluing of Shiko's labor in this case, um, the, the ultimate uh, sort of like realization of, of labor, which is not only do you give up your body, your time, your mind, but it is devalued. And then on top of that, it's for little or no compensation, right? So long, long, short, short, that is the situation that Aisha and Shiko are in. And Shiko deserves so much more. She deserved so much better. But anyways, now, now, what was also interesting about this movie, and I, I want us to take some, some time to just, reflect on Sebastian <laughs> as a character and a whole experience yes you know as I said we are adults now and so sometimes just you need to breathe through <laughs> some of the things that um, you experience or go through and Sebastian wow Sebastian is one of those things <sighs> So the movie also speaks to um, the fact that for a lot of men, you're in the closet. And not only are you in the closet, but because you're in the closet in a society that validates and prioritizes certain things, you know, patriarchy being one of them, right? Um, you kind of play off on those power dynamics, not only to remain in the closet, but also to remain in a position of power. And Sebastian, as a straight pretending man, was definitely in a position of power, not only over Aisha and Shiko, but as a man who seemed to have, you know, his things together, he's doing well. He also had a position of relative power over other men. And he really played that. He, he went deep with it. Now, he also had a girlfriend of, of at home who was Aisha. She wasn't a wife. She was a long-enduring girlfriend who was expecting to be rewarded by the gift of being a wife after she, I guess, I don't know, proved herself by being able to have a child for this man. Anyways, as I said, messy, 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 messy characters. But... As you continue to watch the show, not only do you discover that Sebastian is shameless, because Sebastian was shameless. <laughs> not only do you discover that Sebastian was shameless, like in Hannah Hela, wala Hannah Haya, yeah? Because Sebastian was not just a gay man, but he was a rum rum zaddy <laughs> gay man. He was a sugar baby, um, to Biko, who who is also another character who deserves so much better. Oh, my God. Anyways, so the moment it was discovered that Sebastian was gay and, you know, and we'll, we'll deal with, with that topic and, you know, fuckboys in general as we go along. 
But no, once Sebastian was discovered as a gay man, he kind of lost the power that he had over Aisha. And not only did he lose the power that he had over Aisha, um, but he also lost the relative power he had with other men. And so even things such as... Um, even things such as being able to stand in front of Aisha's dad and say that, you know, he he was now ready to do right by him, not Aisha. <laughs> when I said these people were all messy, they were messy. Sebastian was not trying to do right by Aisha by marrying her. He was doing right by her father, right? And so he he had lost essentially his standing in society as this wealthy man that could have a woman such as Aisha, a beautiful woman, pining over him, willing to do anything, sacrifice her friends, her body, her health, her mental peace to be with him. Not only was he losing that, but he was also going to lose the other side of what is expected um, as strong masculinity in a patriarchal world which is he wasn't even a provider to begin with like he was relying on another man um who he was in a sexual relationship with because i i personally don't believe sebastian loved biko but i do think that biko loved sebastian and so he he had lost everything he had lost everything but and this is the big but, yes, and we see this all the time, men can always redeem themselves. If Sebastian wanted to, he could disappear with Biko for a week, come out of it, claim to have lost his mind, lost God, lost the church, and so come back and said he's a changed man, Jesus has saved him. <laughs> He's no longer with the gays and the rainbow community. And if he hustled and got money, he he would be redeemed. Um, he would definitely be redeemed. And that's the wildest thing and the best thing about being a man in that kind of in this kind of society. It's that you can actually redeem yourself. And not only could he come back and redeem himself, but he could also have presented himself as struggling with Aisha, who was not able to give him a baby. Um, he could paint her as the ultimate villain, as a baby stealer, and so therefore highly unstable, not the kind of woman who could keep a man, and not the kind of woman who could keep a man from another man, which is a whole other discussion. But what was also essentially really messed up about Sebastian is that he really understood what it was like to struggle under homophobia but he was what a lot of men are and this includes a lot of gay men he was still a misogynist and a sexist because men are rewarded for that um as i mentioned not only rewarded but they will be redeemable <laughs> they will be redeemed and so Sebastian could have spent the week with Biko, come out, found a redemption arc, a narrative around his story, made himself a politically correct um, victim of 
you know, being misled by gay people and at the same time being um, disappointed by women. And the worst thing is because there's always a long line of Aisha's waiting, another woman <laughs> would have married him or been his girlfriend and gone through the exact same things as Aisha, but he would also be able to convince her, right, that she was the villain and so was Biko and not him. Yes? Now, let's get into, into more mess because this was a very messy movie with very messy characters, right? So we've left the messy, messy man that Sebastian is. We've met Aisha's father who is equally messy because he could not protect his daughter when she was young. And he was interacting with Sebastian in a way to protect his ego and his image as opposed to interacting with that scenario and, you know, interrogating if Aisha was happy, if Aisha was safe, if Aisha was doing well, is this really something that she wants? What's going on with her health? Because if she's been trying to get pregnant for all this time, then maybe there's something that she's struggling with or that they are struggling with as a couple. But that's not how he was approaching that situation, right? Now, let's get into the other messy, messy man, Clarence. <laughs> Clarence was breaking everybody's boundaries, right? And you know what, Clarence? Clarence was boring. And I'm not saying Clarence was boring because the actor was bad or the way his character was written was bad. No. It's just that Clarence is boring because Clarence is... A typical, typical fuckboy. Now, I have my my theories about fuckboys. Um, personally, I think they're very useful when you do not have the time, space, energy to be in an actual relationship. And so therefore, you deal with a fuckboy because A, they're always available for anybody and anything um, their terms and conditions tend to be quite straightforward. They're never going to give you the emotional stability or presence or demand presence from you, by the way, which is also another good thing about fuckboys when you're busy and when you're not in that space to actually be in a relationship because the fuckboy will give you time as he's dealing with several other people. So you're going to get a text a week asking you where you are. You show up, it's a couple of hours, you're done, dusted out. And if you do not form a healthy attach, a, a, an unhealthy attachment to a fuckboy, you are essentially good to go with the rest of your day. So if you're using protection and even more importantly, guarding your heart, yes? And you're a busy woman, you just, you know, occasionally need somebody to tell you nice things and yeah. And satisfy you in other ways then a fuckboy is a fantastic thing to have however what tends to happen in that dynamic of the fuckboys is there's the kind of woman who understands the value of a fuckboy as i've explained and then there's the kind of girl that we that doesn't understand that you don't form 
an unhealthy attachment to a fuckboy. And when I say doesn't understand, I don't mean that in a in a blaming way. It's not her fault. Um, many of us were not given the manual of love. We're not taught how to identify certain red flags. Some of us are young and just learning and figuring life out. Some of us are older and should know better. But, you know, we're in the space that we're in. And I always like to say that there's definitely a lot of cave women who left paintings in caves about these fuckboys. Because since time immemorial, the institution of the fuckboy <laughs> remains the same. It remains the same. The, uh, they are essentially the Taliban category, yes, of love. They are terrorists. They are not the kind of person that you will leave <laughs> with a lot of your system intact if you are in it from that I am trying to find a healthy emotional attachment with this person they are selfish they are self-centered they are quite vapid a lot of them to be quite frank and they're not interesting enough to even be considered a narcissist um they are just fuckboys that's 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 who they are and so clarence was a fuckboy he was a typical nairobi fuckboy he had no no qualms with really messing around with Shiko's life and messing around with his wife's life and anybody who was involved with him. That's just who fuckboys are for you. So I'm going to end this by talking about the two people that deserved better. One of who was definitely Shiko because... Not only did she deserve a better friend, but she also deserved a better lover. Um, and that was not Aisha and Clarence. Um, but I also want to talk about Biko. Biko, baby. Because Sebastian was bad for you. And it's so unfortunate that, you know, the riding off into the sunset moment that Biko got was with somebody like Sebastian who denied him constantly and openly basically ate his money um did not respect him at all he yeah that was sad I, I like the fact that the way the script was treated did not paint Sebastian as you know a closet homophobe uh, who was out here saying, you know, homophobic remarks, and yet he's in the closet. That 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 would that, I'll give him that as a redeeming quality. But Biko, I wish, I wish a they had also kind of developed Biko's character a little bit more. I'd love to see a bit more of that. But I also feel like Biko, Biko, oh Biko, yeah, Biko deserves. Better. Biko deserves the kind of man that will love him openly um, and, you know, reciprocate his generosity and his kindness and his love. Uh, Biko deserved a better riding off into the sunset moment.
moment than with a man like Sebastian because whew, I have a bad feeling about how Sebastian redeemed himself from that story. Um, and and yeah, and I feel like Biko, if we were in an open society where people could actually talk about um, some of the things that they go through, especially you know on the on the queer spectrum of life, I feel like there'd be a lot more Bikos. Uh, doing the kind of content that women in Kenya do on channels such as Tuko and Lingugi, where they just come out and talk about the Sebastians in their lives, the messy, messy men, messy men in their lives who, who will have a redemption arc on their backs, who will have, you know, eaten their money, not loved them well enough, um, taken advantage of them, denied them, Ah, man, Biko. I felt for him. I felt bad for him. Yeah. The other thing as well is I felt like they could have also done a little bit more on Shiko's character. Like, given us a little more background on, on her. Um, I feel like they gave us a little background of why Aisha was the kind of person that she was. But also just because you went through abuse doesn't mean that you should be allowed to be abusive. But... Yeah, they gave Aisha that nuance, but they definitely did not give it to Shiko. Or rather, I felt like Shiko could have gotten a little bit more of that for us to understand um, why she was a person that she was, why she had lacked, she had such little boundaries and why she felt that she needed to step in in the way that she stepped in for Aisha. Because they also kind of didn't explain why Shiko was closer to Aisha than the other girls, right? They really didn't explain that um, very well. So I'd have loved to understand that in addition to a little bit more flesh on Biko. That said, I really loved Nafsi. I enjoyed it. Um, definitely check it out if you haven't and if my spoilers <laughs> have not put you off. Um, and if you have, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, yeah. You can find this podcast anywhere where podcasts are. Please subscribe, tune in, um, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, on Catalyst Sparks. And it's been great having this conversation with you. Have a beautiful rest of the day. Good vibes when we get down with the tribe. It's a new age groove, one step at a time. Yeah, we move to the tune while we're set in the style. No, it is what it is. Chamonix.